0: Hello and welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That, the podcast where my co-host watches the films that he missed in his childhood. My name is Chris, and I'm joined by aforementioned co-host Eric. Hey, everybody! And uh, we got a a good comedy this week. I'm super excited. Like,
1: yeah. I, I need a comedy. Yeah, it's
0: been been some busy busy weeks. It's uh, a bit. Postgraduate education. Yeah. Um, we, we should say uh, again apologies for our missing last <laughs> week. Yeah, it's hectic schedules and things at the moment. Yep, but, but we're back and um, I'm super pumped, everybody. We're finally watching Airplane. Stand by for the most extraordinary chain of events ever swept up into high adventure Airplane. Never has the screen been so big. You ever been in a cockpit before
1: no sir i've never been up in a plane before
0: peter graves you ever seen a grown man naked kareem abdul jabbar my name is roger murdoch i'm an airline pilot leslie nielsen this woman has to be gotten to a hospital a hospital what is it it's a big building with patients but that's not important right now lloyd bridges johnny what can you make out of this this well i can make Ah. Or a brooch? Or a pterodactyl? Um, Robert Stack. All right, Steve, let's face a few facts.
1: And we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight.
0: Julie Haggerty.
1: By the way, is there anyone
0: on board who knows how to fly a plane? Can you fly this plane and land it? Robert Hayes. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. The most incredible adventure the screen has ever created. He's yes airplane or weirdly as it's called in australia flying high it is isn't it it's one it's of those weird. weird ones where like I, yeah
1: i never realized those were the same two films yeah. even though like i i could picture the airplane twisted around itself like mm. that classic poster like there it is on the dvd cover <laughs> yes uh, um with that real monty python-esque artwork sort of yeah like matte kind of the weird like yeah the matte painting kind
0: of yeah, yeah. On it, yeah. But um, yeah, it's one of those weird ones. I don't know why they changed the title. I guess is airplane too boring. I I don't know, but like the the point of airplane is it's kind of rip, helping rip on the airport films. Like it's kind yeah. of making a an added joke of like what it's trying to spoof and yeah yeah. But anyway, well, that's a good kind of segue into what do you know about not, this? Or not a expecting? great
1: deal. I know that I will probably recognize more quotes than I realize. I yeah. know. The one you dropped in our last episode, the uh, Shirley, yes, <laughs> um, Shirley. um and I know that my hero Leslie Nielsen is in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But other than that, what? It... Um, no, I, I don't know a great deal. I'm assuming that, like, from what I can picture, the whole thing is set on a plane and there's some form of silly disaster. But um, I'm I'm expecting it to be one of those like. Great, silly comedies. Yeah. Um, Sort of smart, stupid comedies, I kind of think of them.
0: Okay, that's a good way. Stupid, smart comedies. So, (laughs) kind of like... (sighs) in terms of like a spoof genre films like sp- the ones you've seen before like Hot yeah. Shots and stuff yeah I'm
1: expecting it to be of a similar vein to um, Naked Gun and Hot Shots and that sort of stuff yeah
0: um, well Naked Gun is also by uh, Zucker Brothers uh, yes. Zucka's and Abrams so right yep same writer directors so because I've seen a few like I love those movies I love Robin Hood Men in Tights uh, yep the Mel Brooks yeah the era. Mel Brooks yep, yep. style stuff I haven't seen some of the older ones so they'll, they'll I'll get back oh to they're, the they're on the list Blazing There's Saddles and things like uh, that Young Frankenstein to me is so i need me
1: some more gene wilder yes like growing up he was <laughs> yes. just the
0: weird Willy wonka but oh as an adult i'm like he's the genius Willy wonka yes he is <laughs> like yeah hearing the quote about like why he does the trip and fall at the beginning of the film when he first comes out with the cane do go on oh you know, Willy know Walker, the, yeah know the moment the moment uh the reason gene wilder put that in and the director and everyone was just like well why do you want to do this and he's like because the from the very first second you see me on film you can never trust what i'm doing and he's like god damn you're too smart too clever this is (laughs) too too clever clever comedy. yeah (laughs) this Roald Dahl adaptation about murdering children (laughs) it's all there black and white clear as crystal (laughs) (laughs) oh but I first
1: saw um Leslie Nielsen this is one of those movies that well it's not not as maybe as much of a classic but I saw wrongfully accused (laughs) yes okay yeah as a um as as like a young boy to Mm. Birth, sleepover birthday party and I just loved the dumbness of it and his overacting and his real dry sense of delivery yep um, and I, I hadn't even seen The Fugitive and I recognised the, the, <laughs> the train that. chasing yeah, him through yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um, so I just I've, I don't know I've, I've, as a kid I always loved Monty Python like sir- I got introduced to it young that's mm. something I do actually I've always been a big, big fan of so mm. um
0: and that was one I think because it was on TV here when we were young as well, like no, being I rerun all Yeah, the time. I, I never really saw it
1: that way. I just, um, I think my uncles are into it or something, and yeah. Dad. So um, that so was, was one that a... was that was sort of semi put on to me as a kid, and I definitely connected. Mm. Um, so
0: nice. Oh, Holy Grail was this huge for me. Oh yeah, that's like everyone. <laughs> it's like yeah. that's the comedy. <laughs> but um, like this was for me. Airplane was one that I kind of got into. A little bit later on, like yep. it was that thing of, I kind of saw the Hot Shots films first, yep. then uh, Naked Gun stuff and mm-hmm. Police Squad, and then kind of from that, knowing that this was like the, the classic one to go back to, and yeah, um, yeah it, it's one I really, really enjoy. So. <laughs> so without giving too much away,
1: so what films does it spoof, I guess? I, or is that just going to ruin it for me? I, I reckon we that we'll just we'll save just, that for
0: the, like, the, for the the okay, just the enjoy bulk it. of the episode. we'll talk about that afterwards, <laughs> and I'll talk about the references I missed. Yeah, yeah, because um. I also want to, like bring up into the whole idea of like the kind of two different styles of like spoof films, and the yep. like that is a kind of genre, I guess. Okay, like good. yeah, but um, I'm I like
1: for that. I rewatched Scary Movie recently, and it's actually quite genius. Okay. <laughs> In a weird kind of way. I have some thoughts
0: on that. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess, do you want to jump in and we can watch as uh, on the front cover of the DVD, the American Film Institute says, one of the top 10 funniest movies ever made. (laughs) Oh, wow. I hope they got a trophy for that. Yeah. Uh, Let's jump into it, shall we? Let's go. All right, so that was Airplane. <laughs> yeah, the, uh,
1: I was saying to you straight after, like, I just, it was really good to have a film where I didn't have to think.
0: Yeah. No, it, it's just dumb, dumb fun. <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in, like, right off the bat, like, in terms of your expectations and things, like, where, where does it kind of fall? Yeah, it yeah. fell pretty much where I was expecting it. To yeah. No, yeah. Not amazing, but not, like, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, maybe I was expecting to be a bit
1: funnier than I found it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like still like well within the spectrum of what I was expecting but yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah more, more didn't blow me away but it, I
0: still really enjoyed it. it it's one of those ones where I guess we kind of we kept saying throughout it that there's you know through the prism of like oh yeah this movie's nearly 40 years old yes. now so yep. obviously like the joke ratio is back then would have been like oh my god this it, is coming yeah. so quick and now you're just like oh yeah, yeah right. it's fairly consistent yep, yep.
1: <laughs> and then like some of them are yeah, they've obviously got. They're pretty much like hit rate. We've got, we've
0: got to have a joke every 30 yeah, it's seconds like or something. yeah, every thirty seconds to a minute. There's a joke, and some of them are amazing. Some of them are so good. Some of them fall a little flat. Some of them fall very flat. <laughs> um, but yeah. some of
1: them are references that. Even you didn't understand, or something. Yeah, which
0: is, like... Or or you don't know if they're just meant to be absurd? Yeah. Or if they're a reference to something? Like the part where they call um, Captain Over's wife at home, and there's just a horse in bed next to her.
1: I've gotta go to the airport. You can let yourself out the back door. There's juice in the refrigerator. (laughs) So she's essentially... It's implied that she's... Well, very much implied that she's cheating on him with a horse. Yeah. And you're... Like, the closest thing... Like, Claire mentioned it, too. And all I could think of was The Godfather.
0: Yeah, like, if it's, that's what it's supposed to be, like, the horse's head in the bed. But then, like, she's referencing, like, just, oh, you know, blah, 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 just leave the keys on the knife. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah like if, so if that's a reference, it's not funny at all? Yeah. So I don't it, know. But I guess the timing back then would
1: have been a bit close. I don't know. Mm,
0: anyway, and I, I think it's, it's... That hasn't aged. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was never funny. I'm not sure. Well, no, I think it, it was funny back in the time, but it's just... It's one of those jokes that falls into the category of it's it's kind of referenced... the film. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> start way back. Uh, the so the film, like for those who haven't seen it, it's the story of uh, Ted Striker, world. Uh, he's a World War II pilot. Yeah,
1: I was going to say. I don't bit. know how he's uh, yeah. st-
0: still so young looking, but we don't care. I'll get to why as well <laughs> <laughs> later on. But um, <laughs> who's you know gone through some troubles with post war and things, mm-hmm. and he you know, doesn't want to fly again, uh, having troubles with his uh, girlfriend Elaine. Uh, follows her onto her flight where she's a, a flight attendant and everyone who eats the fish gets sick. <laughs> Get very sick, including all th- the two pilots and the um, navigator. Yes, so it's up to Ted to face his fears and land the plane. Yep. So, Which is not a bad little story. Yeah. It? It actually, it's fairly solid. It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what the f- what Airplane is trying to do as a film, it's, it's not trying to parody specifically a... Film no. like like a good example would be like Robin Hood Men in Tights. Is, yeah, that is directly parroting the Kevin Costner Robin Hood Prince of Thieves yeah, film. Like, like almost scene for scene, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, what this film and this film's kind of doing that. Yeah, but what it's trying to do is make a statement on just big overblown disaster it, movies it that were so prevalent yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, like namely like you know air, Airport and Airport seventy five. <laughs> like you know yep. it's just yeah trying to. Kind of... That's its little
1: entry point, but it's not directly picking on one.
0: Yes. Although it is a direct remake of a film. You really? <laughs> yes. Do go on. Okay. So, do you know much about like um, Zucker, Abrams, and Zucker? The... No, no, not really. Um, so, so, uh, so uh, Ab- throw, uh, throw a
1: few of their films at me again, just to. Okay. So I this was I've got a few. Uh,
0: so it was Jim Abrahams, uh, David Zucker, and Jerry Zucker. Yep. They uh, all started uh, doing a theater kind of sketch comedy together. Yep. uh Called the Kentucky Fried Theater was their Love group. Uh, <laughs> they made their first film was directed by John Landis and it was called Kentucky Fried oh. Movie. <laughs> and it's just a sketch comedy film. Yep. Cool. Uh, this was their first film where they were fully in control. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after this, they did Top Secret, um, Police Squad, the TV series that yeah, so horribly never... failed after like six episodes. It got yeah. cancelled. So they made Naked Gun, which is the exact, it's the movie version. Is it? Okay. So I've never seen Police Squad, but I have seen all the Naked Gun. Mm. Uh, Jim Abrahams kind of branched off at that point and then went off and made Hot Shots 1 and 2. Okay. Yep. Um... David Zucker went on to make basketball. Oh, what a hero! <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry Zucker uh, tried his hand at uh, serious directing and made Ghost. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> Patrick Swayze. So, so the others stuck with their strengths. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I love basketball so much. <laughs> yeah, it's a David Zucker film, so it's a. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, but yeah, now that you mention it, I'm like, yes, it's the same style.
0: <laughs> but the history of like how air- this film, Airplane, yes. came to be, it- it's kind of interesting. To get ideas for their sketch comedy. What they would do is they would leave a VCR recording late-night television so that they could find the really weird and bizarre commercials and then do, like they'd watch the tapes back, find a weird commercial and then do a parody of it. Awesome. And one night they were going through one of their tapes and they came across a film uh, made for television in Canada film called (laughs) Zero Hour.
1: Can you fly this airplane and land it? No, not a chance. You're the only chance we've got. How could he fly a plane again after the horrible experience that had sapped his courage and ruined his life?
0: Fabulous. And they were like, this is kind of genius. Yeah. I've, I've got like... I'll find the quote, what it was exactly. Uh, the quote was... Um, Jerry Zucker said, it is, it's a perfect classically structured film. Like, it just has a just beginning, 3X, middle, end, yeah. Like, and it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. So what they decided to do was take the script for Zero Hour, (laughs) this unseen 1957 disaster movie, and just insert jokes into it. Okay. And that's it. That's it. So when you do something like that, do they have to buy... They bought the rights to Zero Hour for $2,000. (laughs) (laughs) And then coincidentally, it was a uh, Paramount film, and Paramount ended up producing Airplanes, so Ah. it kind of helped a bit there. Yep, okay. But um, yeah, they even down, they kept uh, Ted, Ted Stryker is a non i That was the that's actual the name. character's name. Uh, Elaine, uh, the Doctor. Yep. L- even the weird subplot of everyone who ate the fish getting sick. That's the same. That's in Zero <laughs> That's out. a
1: really smart film entry point for when you don't have... When you've got sketch comedy experience. Yep, but um, not actual narrative structure. Yeah, plenty of strengths. Skip the whole script
0: idea and just... <laughs> insert jokes insert jokes <laughs> alright so that's yeah so what they did was they took a generic bland example of those kind of disaster. dumb disaster movies yeah. and kind of branched that off to make a statement on disaster movies hmm. in general okay yeah and cast it brilliantly with serious actors <laughs> yeah that was a very very so had any of those
1: guys or, or had Elaine um, what's her name uh, Just, Julie Haggerty yeah
0: had any of them done comedy before? I'm uh, Not too sure about Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty, but I know. Uh, so you've got like Lloyd Bridges, uh, <laughs> Lizzie Nielsen, yeah. Robert Stack, uh, Peter Graves. So they were all serious before? They were all dead serious actors. Like uh, Robert Stack's like Oscar nominated and things yeah. like um, Peter Graves was around that time most probably known for he played Jim Phelps in the Mission Impossible TV series. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and was in like Starlag 17, which yeah. became Hogan's Heroes later. Yeah. Like, yeah. And um, Night of the Hunter. Like, so all, like, and yeah, this was. The decision was if we get really serious actors to play yep. against. T- like, and if they just play it totally straight. Yes. Which. That did. will make the jokes yep. land even better. And, like, yeah, Leslie Nielsen's delivery is. He hands it up in future films
1: a bit more, but this one yes. just, just flatters anything Yeah, and, um, yeah. Work, works a treat. Ooh. And Lloyd Bridges as well until he starts sniffing glue. <laughs> <laughs> he's very much just uh, not what he, uh, I mean, not, not, he's not um, Mr. Mendelbaum from Seinfeld. What the hell is that? What? That shirt. You think that you are the number one dad?
0: This was a gift from my son. Oh, I see how it works now. <laughs> Lloyd Bridges is the one who's a little bit unhinged already. Yeah, you can tell he's ready to crack. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, just let him off the leash and he yeah. go. Because, like, yeah, he's got the wonderful running gag of, um... I chose the wrong week to quit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. And it just automatically, like, there's the photo hanging in the giant poster of him <laughs> in doing the exact same pose. Like, uh, he's he's already yeah. starting dumb. You can see why they pulled him straight into hot shots. Yeah. Whereas, like, with um, Robert Stack, like, his first initial moments, it's like the fights he gets into when he first arrives at the airport. Oh, that was magical. And then they're arriving in the control room and taking off the pair of glasses and there's already a pair <laughs> underneath. Like. Just stupid little things. Yeah. Mm. But, like, in terms of, like, we were saying, like, the narrative structure of the film kind of worked really well. There is a mm. solid story base there. Um, How would you find Robert Stack and uh, Julie Haggerty as um, Ted and Elaine? Robert Stack. Oh, sorry, uh, Robert Hayes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, actually worked really well. For, for the first part of the movie, um, I wasn't really into them at all because mm. they're, they're being played up as that sort of real cliché, 50s love music, yeah. met after during the war kind of thing, and it just there's so blue-eyed. Yeah. Is how I describe it. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's so blue-eyed and it's it's obviously done on purpose, but by the end, it, it actually just happens really naturally. You don't even get to end and go, oh that's so stupid, because the whole film's been that stupid. It actually just hmm. transitioned really nicely with the film. So by the end, and like Ted actually made just a really natural progression mm. rather than having like one just click of the fingers moment. And well, he's it, just
0: like, I'm the best again
1: now. Yeah, like he almost did with Leslie Nielsen's fire-up, pump-up speech, but, like, it was more than just that. So, in the end, I was actually,
0: I was fully on board. Mm. Whereas, early on, I was like, ugh. <laughs> really? Yeah. But do you think that was, like, in terms of just the, the basic level of the characters or their performance, I oh, guess? Oh, like,
1: performance-wise, Ted
0: can't act. Oh, yeah, but this is <laughs> this is something I want to kind of get, like, yeah. I, both of them are delivering everything so flat and bland yes. that yep. I th- It has to be a choice, I think. Well, yeah, it must be directed that way. Yeah, that's they're, that's... they're
1: very... It's, even the way they speak. Yeah. And the music that plays over the top, they speak with that really 50s style. Elaine, I've got to talk to you. I just don't want to go over it anymore. I know things haven't been right for a long time, but it'll be different. Like it was in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's got that real, like... I'm I'm going to call it romanticism, kind of, Yeah. Um Yeah. Exactly. Like her line delivery when she's breaking up with her with him and, and that side of things. Mm. And even when he's in hospital and um, he's he's angry about all his um, fellow pilots who died. Mm. And his his dismissive way and his like reminiscence voice and things like that. It's got that real. It, it, it feels very yeah like a parody of those fifties. Yeah. So the ones
0: I picture in my mind has been this 50s cliched romance. Mm. Well, I think, like, yeah, they, they both do a really good job, I think, just because it is, like, it's so hard to do that, like, yeah. act badly. Yeah, like, and I think the thing that makes it maybe seem like surely it was purposeful is they
1: both do it, they're both consistent, yes. and no one else acts like that.
0: No, Not that's like it. Not like that, so yeah. I think... They're... No one is playing the over-the-top bland lead, yeah. No. Mm. But um, you mentioned uh, his flashbacks, um that's uh, one thing i think this film does really well is running gags like we've already mentioned lloyd bridges quitting stuff then it's the the one that he ends up killing like three people by just boring them to death with the stories (laughs) oh yep that and um oh the building joke which one The (laughs) it's the hospital what is it it's a building with lots of people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that one's great too <laughs> yeah but and, and oh and of course Lizzie Nielsen coming into the cockpit constantly at the end I just want to tell you both good luck we're all counting on
1: you oh yeah and it's always just the rule of threes pretty
0: much yeah for all of them but it, that's like it, it does it so well those it's, just recurring jokes and it doesn't I think like you said it's the rule of three doesn't, doesn't push set it too far and just yeah <laughs> yeah. It's, you consistently find yourself laughing every time it happens. Just because it's just back again.
1: Yeah. Um, and that, like, they can make a very simple joke funnier by doing it a couple of times. Yeah. Which is hard to do because sometimes you could just do it terribly and it's just not funny any yeah. of the three times. Mm.
0: Which, yeah, I'm trying to think of like some examples of that. But, yeah. yeah, there were some that just weren't funny in the slightest. Yeah, um, and some that have aged not well. No. Like, oh, and that's always... There's the, uh, the, the jive talking guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's a little rough. <laughs> the only African-Americans on the plane. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it hasn't aged well. And no. neither has the um, the overtly gay stereotype guy in the control room. No, uh, luckily, it,
1: they're not, it's
0: not too bad.
1: Yeah, he's... He's just hyper-enthusiastic about a lot of stuff. So that's it's the not thing. Not purely, but yeah, it doesn't... And he's doesn't.
0: so weird.
1: Yes, it's not just like, oh, that's the gay guy, like... No. you just like, that's just, he's also just a
0: weird dude. That's the problem. And it's, it's, that's like, I can, it's one of those characters where you can be like, you'll either love that guy or you will hate him. Yes. Yeah. I think as a viewer, you're one way or the other. I'm, I'm firmly in the hate cap. Yeah. <laughs> I really just, just dislike that A character. lot of his lines
1: miss the mark, don't they? Um, a couple from memory were, were quite funny. Um, like when he's making fun of the guy who got fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad news. The fog is getting thicker.
0: And Leon's getting larger. So that, was, that one was fun, but yeah. like but, yeah. yeah,
1: other other parts of his delivery were just.
0: And it's the it's the contrast because everyone else in the film is playing it so straight. Yeah. So to then he, have this guy be so wild. Like it this... kind of works. You can
1: kind of have the contrast and juxtaposition of mm. one wild guy. That is true. Um, but yeah, he's just. I think because to be honest, the the. the the lines aren't really... They're not that funny. There aren't that many that you really just think that is genius. There's a handful. Yeah. The rest are just silly, and that's why the flat delivery works really well. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, his, his are just silly, and they don't hit the mark very well. Mm. Do you have a favourite joke? Oh, I can't think of it right now. There was one that... Um, what's the blonde fl- stewardess's name? Oh, oh. Randy. Randy, yeah. She had one line. When, when she's talking to Leslie Nielsen about how she doesn't want to die at 26, unmarried. Uh, oh, yeah. Randy?
0: Are you all right? Oh,
1: Dr. Rumac. I'm scared. I've never been so scared. And besides, I'm 26 and I'm not married. Now, we're going to make it. You've got to believe that. Dr. Rumak, do you have any idea when we'll be landing? Pretty soon. How are you bearing up? Well, to be honest, I've never been so scared. But at least I have a husband. Oh
0: that was an hilarious. It's that's just a perfectly timed joke.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was cuz that's a complex semi multi-layered timing joke. Like yes. it was just delivered really well. Mm. So that was great. Yeah. Um just stupid bitches. That was actually there's a little bit more to it than just like a, a line about a hospital. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just that and that just was just delivered by the three characters beautifully. Yeah. And even just, actually, I quite like the silliness of that lady who wouldn't calm down. So then we just started lining up. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, with like the brass knuckles in a yes. baseball
1: bat. <laughs> yeah, just that silly. And, even, and her again, like, went to those, those little, like, close-ups of her thinking, like, he never has two coffees. <laughs> Like, where is this going? <laughs> it goes nowhere. It comes from nowhere. <laughs> and it and doesn't pay off. It
0: doesn't pay off. I'm not sure if it's a reference that I'm missing. Yeah. Um, There's quite a few of those. Like, it's a, it's a similar to the horse in the bed joke, yeah. where you're just like, either this is really smart and I don't mm. get it, or it's just random for the sake of random or yeah, It's a very specific
1: to the time period about something on television I maybe should have known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's either, you know, we're missing it completely. Mm. Um. A bit like someone who watches Family Guy 30 years from now will not understand any of the jokes.
0: Yes, <laughs> which is kind of my issue with, you brought up uh, in the in the pre-record, uh, scary movie and things. Yes. As a kind of example of mm. a, the spoof genre. Those films, I think, I, I don't like them as much as, say, a airplane or a uh, top secret, or naked gun even, for example, yeah. because they're like spe- uh, parroting specific films Films? Yeah, I, I only
1: do like moments. I rewatched Scary Movie recently on Netflix because it's easy to watch and it was perfect. I recently just rewatched yes. Scream, and um, I know what you did last. Time. Oh, so you were like, yeah, Darz. I, I was like, the this references. is perfect time mean, I feel like, I've never had the urge to rewatch this, mm. and um, a lot of it was was not that you know it was fine, but full credit to Anna Farris is probably. the Oh one yeah, point. she's she's great in that. She commits <laughs> <Yes>. fully. <laughs> Um, and I might have even mentioned in a previous podcast, but there's one bit where she's just relaxing in the bath and it farts in the bath, <laughs> and she just has a sniff. <laughs> and I'd never noticed that years ago. <laughs> you're just like, all right, like, that is a commitment. Yeah, you're going for the gag. Yeah, yeah. like she, it's a. Like, those are not good movies, really. Mm. Like, I'm quite happy to say that, but there were just a few moments. Like, number one's
0: okay, but then it's it's diminishing returns. I haven't seen the others, that's the thing.
1: I wouldn't see the others.
0: Yeah, sadly, uh, David Zucker did number three and four, I think. Oh, he did yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's the difference between the type of um, genre, like this spoof films, where... Um, randomly, like, just coincidentally, um, the good folks over at Red Letter Media did a review on, uh, Top Secret, the, uh, yeah. last week. Uh, the other Zucker, Abram Zucker, Abraham <laughs> Zucker. Just top Secret out of all of them. I don't know, I guess they just really, you know, like it's, um, when... it's Jay and, uh, Colin from Canada doing it, so, yeah. What, one of their favourites? Yeah. Um, and Jay brings up a really interesting point, I'm just wanting <laughs> to obviously credit where <laughs> credit is oh, due yeah. for this, where there's... The early Zucker Abraham Zucker films are. He likens them to start something that Weird Al calls style parody. Yes. Where, like, Weird Al has the two types of songs where he's doing, like, Eat It. <laughs> yes. And, you know, like Amish Amish Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> or there's ones where he's doing, like, Dare to Be Stupid, which is not yeah. a parody of a specific song, but a, it's a Devo song. Yes. So he's parodying the style. Of, yep. which I think, like, this is what Airplane's doing. It's parodying the style oh, of her thing versus scary movie. It's a direct rip on every scene. And, yep. and then that, you know, has devolved into, like, the date movie and yep. superhero movie and disaster. Like, all the trash oh. examples yes. of yes. the genre. they very
1: easy to do because you take recognised... Well, not easy. I couldn't do it. But recognised... <laughs> moments scenes moments yeah. and warp them so they're funny because like that's not what it was the first time yeah
0: exactly um whereas trying to do a style parody of a specific genre or type of film within its own kind of unique narrative i think is kind of yeah
1: i mean i, I would that would t- to me, that sounds a lot harder to doing. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's a very good way of breaking it into two sort of because mm. parody a. How do you define parody? Like, exactly the broad
0: yeah. <laughs> picture of parody films. <laughs> well, that's funny. Like that's why they ended up buying the rights to Zero Hour was because they were afraid. Like, wh- where do you draw the line on parody? Like, are yes. you like have we ripped it off? Ripped it off, or have we deviated far enough for this to actually be not matter considered yeah. parody? But like, just to cover the. It's like in Thirty Rock when they like. They're ripping off um Janice Joplin. Oh, yeah, Janie Jimplins. <laughs> Janie, Jackie Jop <Jop-jop>. Jop. <laughs> I'd like you to come up, come up, come up and take it. Take another little chunk of my lung now, mister.
1: Also, uh, we didn't get the songs. I wrote this myself five minutes ago. You'd- because <laughs> I uh, don't have the rights so they have to take it far enough away that it's okay. Uh, uh, so silly. song that they sing I can't remember how it goes <laughs> but it's so stupid. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah.
0: Having the rights and not having the rights and what can you get away with? Mm. But yeah, it was funny. I, I remember like when, obviously, we finished watching this, you, you said, like, how the hell does someone get this film yeah, made? how did you get funded for that? Well, because they'd made um, Kentucky Fried Movie, which was kind of a weird cultish kind yeah. of movie. and um, Because of that, like, you know, working with John Landis and things, they were able to get in with this next script. And they didn't present the script, they just went in and pitched, it's like Animal House on a Plane. Which ah, yeah okay and they're like it's not at all but <laughs> this is like we're smart enough to know if we pitch them what they want to hear yeah we can get and it. then we get a minimal budget and we can just go off and make it we'll be fine we know so, what our minimal is we can make it yeah we're okay and we yeah. know it will be funny regardless like and
1: that's and the thing with comedy if you can do it well ugh. you don't need um it's hard to do a a good action movie with a, with no budget yes. Because yeah. you probably need to blow up something.
0: Yeah, exactly. You need um, that
1: actual production value You need in some there. cars to destroy or something. Yeah. Um, or some great miniatures or... I don't know. Like, mm. if you're doing it a different way. Um, whereas comedy... I mean, Clerks is a good example.
0: Oh, yeah. Just what do you have at your disposal? What destroying? have you got? <laughs> yeah. you got a convenience store that's empty sometimes. Uh, a video <laughs> store that's sometimes empty. Yeah. Let's shoot it overnight. <laughs> yeah. That's why the shutters are closed. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Like, the... The original version of what this film was going to be, I thought was kind of, it was a little bit more weird and meta, um, because they, like I said, they'd taken Zero R off of a taped-off of TV, yep. so they were just going to do that taped-off TV version, complete with their commercial breaks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that would have been brave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much everyone involved like in the studio and stuff, were just like, uh. everyone that read the script, they would just be like, whenever a commercial would come up, it's like, it, it just slows the pace. Yes, it of- would
1: break it too much. It would be... If you had a bunch of other movies under your
0: belt already, then you could make that kind of film. It's, it's just too brave a decision. And mm. yeah, it, it apparently just broke the na- like the, the tension of the actual narrative that they've... It turns into a Monty Python film. Yeah. <laughs> like when they throw in the animation partway through. Exactly. things it's, like that. It yeah, and really now for breaks, something completely different. Yeah, it
1: yeah. absolutely breaks the flow of the movie. And mm. when the movie's already just skits, it yeah. works. Um, but when you've got a full story... You've got to write it extremely well. Today. Yeah,
0: and it, it's good. The film comes in at, what, like 87 minutes? Like, it's
1: brisk. It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't muck around. Yeah. I like thought the
0: length felt perfect to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it hits that point where you're sort of like, all right, we're, we're like, start to wrap it up, and then all of a sudden, it's yeah, the plane's perfect. landing, the and you're like, landing. oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're like, yeah, great. You're there now. <laughs> it felt like now was about the time for it to land. Ooh. I love the, um, <laughs> the
1: um, bar scene where they first met.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which is one of uh, one of I, I tried to keep track of like how many times going back to obviously yeah. what we're saying the different styles of parody. Like if there are very specific film references. Yes, because there was obviously that and um, the beach scene, which, which was, was uh, from here to eternity. Yeah. And then Jaws at the very opening, with yes. the, the, the fin of the plane. Yeah, see,
1: once that happened, I was expecting perhaps a lot more of that style, the
0: referential, yeah, referential comedy.
1: comedy. Yeah, that's um, mm.
0: but they, yeah, they actually didn't use much. But it's like the Saturday Night Fever like meeting sequence. It's kind of, it's just because it's the song and the way he's dressed. Yes, and the dance moves, I guess. Yeah, yeah. but then they created it into its own
1: weird little yeah. sequence. So they they use something recognizable, but still kind of. The the rest of the scene already was built around a lot yeah. of its own stuff.
0: It's that thing of like the when he like rips off his pilot's outfit and he's got the Travolta disco suit on. Yep. You get the chuckle of recognition, but yes. then they manage to follow through that chuckle with some actual genuine laughs. So it's yes. not just yeah. kind of it, you know they earn it that moment. They're not just sitting did, there being yeah, like yeah. laughing because someone else has remembered this. <laughs> so. Yeah, they did it quite well. Um,
1: mm. Yeah like even because um, I'm trying to think like even in like Hot Shots with the Top Gun moment and stuff like the yeah. guy is like pretty much dancing with the directional
0: <laughs> yeah and stuff at the the intro yeah um see like Hot Shots is a weirdish one where that it's like it, it's kind of doing the same thing as Airplane but it's a little bit more yeah. in that territory of yeah. the directly doing the references to it's essentially a remake of Top Gun yeah basically so. yeah so it's it's much closer to that so mm. you know that's where very unique idea, Airplane.
1: Yeah. So 1980, you were saying?
0: Yeah, so it was released in 1980 and shot in 1979. So, yeah. um, It was just, I guess, why it's gone on to kind of get such cult acclaim and things is because it kind of was unlike anything else that came before. Yeah, like, because back then the
1: other... You had some of those Gene
0: Wilder, like the uh, Mel
1: Brooks sort of comedies.
0: Yeah, you had, uh, which is like one of those insane ones where it turns out uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein were both in the same year. So what year was that? 76, I think. It was that long ago, yeah. I'm just going to look, like that's kind of the only ones that come to mind. 74. Is that old? Yep. Yeah. okay. So they're, they're the only real examples of that that kind of come to mind, really, because yep. Mel Brooks broke onto the scene, obviously, like, you know, his stand-up comedy and yep. all of that stuff and being a writer. But The Producers is not necessary. That was the first film he made that, yep. you know, went on to become yep. The Producers. Like, he beat Stanley Kubrick for an Academy Award yep. <laughs> <laughs> and has the greatest acceptance speech ever. hmm I want to thank the Academy of Arts, Sciences, and Money for this wonderful <laughs> award. Uh, well I'll just say what's in my heart, ba-bump, the bump ba-bump, ba-bump. ba-bump. It's just so silly. Um, but yeah, so he, he kind of started just doing general comedy but, yep. and then shifted into the more kind of the spoof genre yep. stuff I guess. But. Yep. Yeah, this. It, it, for some reason, Airplane seems really different than. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a, it's a straight delivery of so much of it. And it, it's, that could just be the, the people behind the camera and their mm. sensibilities and their comic stylings. It's, it's more manic than the Mel Brooks stuff, I think. Yeah, I guess it's a bottle episode style thing. Yeah, and it's just kind of. Yeah. They literally, like to quote this film, they just throw shit at the fan and see what. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's just. So, how does it hold up for you? Like, how many times do you reckon you've seen it now? Um, I've probably seen it uh, maybe close to 10, I would yep. say, over my life. Um, it's it's really funny. There are still jokes, like, I still laugh out loud a lot watching this mm. film, but it's not my go to with no. this kind of genre. Like,
1: no, no. This yeah.
0: Is- I, I think I would rather go, like I said, like Young Frankenstein or yep. I think because I grew up on Hot Shots like that, I've just got yeah. such a soft spot for those ones. I would go back to those.
1: Yeah. Very happily. Mm.
0: But it, it, it's still really enjoyable, I think. And it's yep. like that, uh, you know, has its rightful place in kind of film history, I guess. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just bizarre. And like, how funny is like, even just the flight the captain and the co-pilot, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh God, yeah.
0: The stupid, the stupidity
1: of it just being. He's, pretend- he's moonlining as a pilot. He's he <laughs> moonlining as somebody else in his spare time. Yeah.
0: You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. And it's just <laughs> like the, where this movie shines to me is like just the weird, dumb, witty wordplay. Mm. Like, yeah, the Roger Roger. <laughs> What's our vector?
1: That joke is fantastic.
0: Actually, that's another good one. We have clearance, Clarence.
1: Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor?
0: And that's like just that whole relationship between the three of them is my f- yeah. like. Peter Graves is my favorite in this yeah. whole film. Oh, how funny is is. It's he talking
1: to Joey the kid
0: that is my favourite part of the whole so film
1: so creepy
0: <laughs> it starts off <laughs> creepy and then gets creepier somehow Joey did you ever hang around the gymnasium <laughs> um, um, yeah but that's like that's my favourite joke I think but yeah but, the but, Roger Roger one or the no just the creepy the to creepy. Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the darker joke Actually, yeah all the ones with Joey are pretty funny like when he's talking to Kareem yeah and he's reading Nun's Life <laughs> And the nuns reading Boys Life. <laughs> and how funny is the kid who like is like
1: essentially like meant to be like an adult. He's reading like the Economic Times or whatever. Oh yeah
0: and yeah. And
1: then he goes and offers her coffee and tries to chatter up. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I thought you'd might like some coffee. Oh, that's very nice of you, thank you. Cream? No thank you. I take it black. Like my man. And then you never see them again. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's almost like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it seems so kind of madcap and frantic is because you've got those weird moments that just... They, it's clearly like they came up with a joke of like wouldn't it be funny if kids said this yeah. and they just throw it in there yeah they've got like these consistent characters like yeah. the
1: family mm. joey and his mum and dad her dad gets sick and mum freaks out mm. and you've got a few other like consistent passengers um like the um the jive talkers and, and the nun and, and the, the lady with a who like has all the eggs come out of her mouth oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> listeners
0: <laughs>
1: yeah um, <laughs> Um, so you got those, like, consistent passengers who you have a bit of, like, back and forth with. And then, you know, you've just got these randoms who just pop up every now and then.
0: Never seen from again. Never seen from again. Just the weird, weird jokes. Yeah. yeah even the sick girl. She, <laughs> yeah, she's kind of through there constantly, but just never really. She has her, like, one big moment. Yeah. She's almost a driving force to the whole film. Yeah. She's... But
1: then, like... Once things start going wrong, you never hear from her again.
0: No, because they're not important, I guess, no, to the story. Matter. So, no. and they, they've milked her for all the joke, the joke purpose yep. they need. So just move on, I guess. Move on and yeah, don't mm. dwell. And it, uh, it's good, like it keeps the film tight. You could really have tried to string every storyline together. Oh yeah, and, and like it. actually have a beginning, middle, and end, and, and have a 110, 120 hundred and twenty-minute movie. But which, like, <laughs> which is essentially what the film is like. It's ripping off of the um, like uh, airport airport films and things. Mm. They are those films that have like these massive sprawling like there's a disaster happening on a plane and then the people in the control tower but everyone's personal issues are coming into it and it's yep. these giant like casts of 20 really famous people yep. films that you're just like ah, okay no you don't I'm, I'm, need it <laughs> I'm not
1: invested in any of these there's yeah. too many things going on mm. we only had like one semi-important storyline which was Ted and Elaine's relationship yeah And we don't even know the true
0: outcome of that. No. We can guess at it. but Yeah, you can assume that by doing it, Ted's kind of overcome his his personal demons and gotten over his drinking problem. (laughs) Oh, that's another great joke. Sorry, guys, (laughs) that's a visual one. That's the problem with trying to talk about this film. It's like
1: mostly visual gags. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of visuals. That is hilarious. And that quick quick (laughs) jump cut when, like, do you know when I could pilot the plane? Just
0: quickly cuts to him just not being able to drink, <laughs> pouring a drink on half of his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, <"Nope."> so stupid. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Um, well, I guess. Uh, so, did you enjoy it, sir?
1: I did. I did. Um, I could watch it again. I, like, similar to you, I think I go to others. Like, I haven't seen um, any of the Naked Guns or Hot Shots in ages. E. I would, I would rewatch all of those before I rewatch this. Yep. And then there's a few others like Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles I haven't seen. Yeah. So I've got some other ones I'd want to catch up on before I watch this again, but I could very easily watch it again. Mm. And I think it's one where I would laugh more at some jokes and I'd probably hopefully pick up on some I didn't really get, or little quirky wordplay bits that maybe we were talking over mm. um, here and there. Yeah. So, yeah. But the uh, the important question, as a kid, how do
0: you think you would have...
1: Um, I'm pretty sure I would have liked it because, you know, it's it's not hard to understand so much of the humour. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have liked it as much as, because some of it, it is so blank, some of it, and it's it's a bit more kind of, uh, sounds weird to
0: say, but kind of more subtle. Yeah, it's it's kind (laughs) of a more adult film, like, like, going back to the joke of, like, the kids with the coffee, that's... I wouldn't have really got that. Yeah, whereas, like, things like Hot Shots and things are a little bit more slapstick and cartoony. Like, Hot Shots too, and he just strings
1: a chicken into his bow. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's pretty obvious what the joke is there, and even, like, um one of the naked guns where he's on, like, a base and someone's getting executed with a silencer and they just use a pillow over the gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, just <laughs> stupid things. Like that. They're very obvious. They're funny because they're just so dumb and there's enough of those moments in this one. Mm. But a lot of the, the wordplay and repetitive ones, like those hospital building jokes and stuff, yeah. I don't know, maybe I would have found them hilarious. Maybe I would have found them, like, quadruply funny as a kid. Mm. And just grown because up it's and so, so silly. and Yeah. I'm not sure. It's like but a Spike I... Milligan poem or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I would have liked it but I, I definitely, I think, no, I would have definitely enjoyed it. it. Would have been a good one to grow up with, but I think the the others were um, were better to grow up with.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear a little bit of info about it? Yes. In terms yes. of uh, how it how it went, so they managed to harangue a three point five million dollar budget out of Paramount. It's pretty good in, in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it went on to gross. Uh, how much do you think it went on to make? So three million budget. Um, Fifty million. Eighty three million. Wow. It was the fourth highest grossing film of nineteen eighty. So that's how they got. St- Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, you uh, Empire Strikes Back was obviously number one for yep. that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this actually beat previous films that we've done on the podcast. Uh, Blues Brothers, which is number 10 and Friday the 13th, which was 18th. Wow. So it came in at number four. It apparently Gosh. made its entire budget back in two days. Oh, imagine just sitting back and being like, Oh, <laughs> oh yes. my God, we did it. People love it. Um, so the film was nominated... It went on to be nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Uh, it was nominated for a BAFTA for Best Screenplay. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. Come um, on, England. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was inducted into the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress in 2010. Yeah. That's, that's good, because that it's things like that and the awards
1: that help you look back to a movie that is almost 40 years old and yeah. really understand... Because like you're saying, like this, this quick pace humour now for us, that's it's been done before, obviously. Yeah. But at the time,
0: um, we went so fresh. Yeah, it, it's... The fact that it's still funny now. Yes, and nearly 40 years later, we're still laughing at yep. it, and it still kind of works as well as mm. it did back then. But um, I've got the quote from the Library of Congress from uh, when, oh, when and why they inducted it. So it's, Airplane emerged in 1980 as a sharply perceptive parody of the big-budget disaster films that dominated Hollywood during the 70s and introduced a much-needed deflating assessment of the tendencies of theatrical film producers to push successful formulaic movie conventions beyond the point of logic.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. So all we need now is the modern-day version of that that makes fun of superhero movies.
0: That yeah, would be the that, is not
1: a, that is not just referential. Yeah, so you'd need a revolutionary... I mean, kick-ass was still based on something I guess wasn't it yeah um but that was like the point of the kick-ass comic book as well yeah, it was, was making yeah. fun of the genre um because obviously like nowadays the comic book movies are like probably the, the equivalent, yeah. equivalent but the of thing stuff. is they've been going for nearly 20 years I mean, they've been flying for ages yeah now. so um yeah you, you, for that you need a modern equivalent of
0: airplane that took them apart in some manner and that would yeah. be the but just I think very cleverly not like I said doesn't do like look here's Iron Man and he's flying because he's farting yeah, yeah <laughs> like exactly something du- like you know the dumb in. reference thing Yeah. I mean there, there's other great films that kind of deflate the superhero genre like James Gunn's amazing film Super um, oh yeah I haven't seen it but that's yeah. like dark yeah, it's, <laughs> like that's it's, really dark and it's with not a one of, the, one of the ways to do it is go dark yeah and, um, but that's hard to break the mainstream with Dark. Yeah. This, uh, if anyone's never... If you haven't seen Super, please go out and watch it. It's really messed up and really yeah, fun. Yeah, in. you have told yeah. me about that one. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see if that if this kind of genre can be revived, or I really guess. Unusual. Anyway, it'd be fascinating. Mm. Um, but, um, randomly, I do have some alternate casting if you'd like to hear yeah, some. Yeah, May or may not know these people. But... Uh, so, the studio actually originally wanted to cast as the Doctor instead of Leslie Nielsen. They wanted Dom DeLuise... Yep, Duke, go on. (laughs) (laughs) And according to his autobiography, Christopher Lee turned down the role of the Doctor. Okay. And he later described it as a big mistake. Yeah, he would have done a pretty good job, I think. He would have been scary. (laughs) it would have been very different. Yeah. Uh, David Letterman apparently screen-tested for the role of Ted. Oh. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And uh, Sigourney Weaver auditioned for Elaine. Yeah, okay, of course, that'd be the right time. <laughs> and uh, other people considered for the role of Ted were Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, wow, and singer Barry Manilow. <laughs> wow, okay, that's a really interesting collection of. Um... Uh, Chevy Chase, like obviously he he was a four years. This was right when Bill Murray had left Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Chevy had left a couple of years, yeah. like after season one, and yeah, yeah, it's so it. Stands. they were like the go-to comedy well, guys were, at the yeah. time so so. it's interesting they went for this let's say nobody to be honest yeah yeah. but I um, think Robert Hayes did a really good I think good he, job. Did, he was perfectly cast yeah. yeah and by not having a famous person in that role yeah. I think helps make it it helps a lot because all
1: the others around him like he, he held his own really well and all the others around him could take the, the highlight and yeah, if you had like Bill Murray yeah,
0: it would just it would become um, a imagine, Bill
1: Murray film. Imagine Chevy Chase in that role. Ugh, Ugh, no, thank you. No, like Chevy's got his strengths and he's he's done them in like Caddyshack and things like that. Yeah, but uh, imagine like his Caddyshack character in this role. No. Not saying he would play that, but no, um, but
0: essentially you're getting it's the same thing as like you're getting Chevy, Chevy or Bill Murray. Like you're gonna get them. Che-
1: you're getting Chevy or Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah exactly. Particularly at that stage. Yeah, um, actually, at any stage. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. <laughs> what <we're talking> about. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But I guess, unless you've got anything else, that will probably wrap us up for Airplane slash Flying High. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's got us for both of those same films. Yeah. Yep. This this film actually does have a sequel called uh, Airplane 2, the sequel. <laughs> um, I've never actually seen it. Really? Yeah. So you did actually mention that before. So, um, Ted is still in it. Yep, Ted and Elaine are both back in it, as yep. is uh, Lloyd Bridges and Robert Stack. Like really? Most of the cast comes back. So. Do you know how it went? Um, not as well. Like I'm no. just judging, like because um, yeah. I saw it recently on. I'm looking at IMDb. I know Airplane has like a 7.8. Yep. Number two has like a 6.3 rating. Oh, dear, yeah. So okay. not great, but not not, not dreadful. But yeah. yes. Um, mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Just felt no need to no need to. see that again. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Unless it's a complete and utter remake of the first film, and then that's kind of that. that's kind of shooting. Just do it again, but change everyone's role. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Um, but I guess, unless you've got anything else, it's probably time to dip into the hat.
1: Dip into the hat, pick the next film. So next episode, we're going to be watching Pretty in Pink. Oh, OK. All right. So we're going back down the Hughes pathway.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's is this is probably our first team. No, we started off, we, we started can't off hardly with, yep. wait. And yeah, so we're heading back. but. Like, what, 10 years prior to that? Yeah, about that. Yeah. And this is probably one of our last Hughes films, I guess. Yeah, I don't think... Last teen, when I would say. Yeah, like,
1: exactly, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, there might be some further down the track.
0: Oh, no, I'm definitely pushing for our planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I've, got, I've got to put that in now. But, yes,
1: yeah, Pretty in Pink. Lovely. All right, so that'll be a different, um, I'm sure... We could probably get someone on board to help us with that one as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll see if anyone uh, wants to volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) But um, otherwise, thanks everyone for listening and uh, hope you enjoyed it. And I guess we'll be back in a fortnight's time with uh, Pretty in Pink. Uh, For this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric. And um, we'll catch you next time. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.